spring forward at Banana Republic Factory with 50 to 70% off everything. Shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Enjoy 50 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Shop tees from $6.99 and joggers from $24.99, plus extra 15% off online. Exclusions apply. Shop the sale through April 6th. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Dave here from DC On Screen. If you're following us on Facebook, you might have seen us posting our work that has been sent to fans. This was sent to fans of DC On Screen as part of a promotion. How can you get your own artwork? Simply go over to iTunes or Stitcher and leave us good ratings or reviews. Or, you know, bad ones if you just gotta be a dick. And then email us at dconscreen at gmail.com. Tell us who you want us to draw, who you want to draw it, Dave or Jason, and leave us an address. If you like, you can send us pictures of yourself with the drawing after we send it, and uh, we'll post it to our Facebook page where you can tag yourself. This promotion ends March 31st, by the way, so you have to get those reviews in. Jason, do you have anything else to add? It's a little for a lot, Dave. It's a little for a lot. It is a little for a lot. We try so hard. We need your help. We're asking. Our humble offering. Humble. Like pie. (laughs) Anyway, man, settle back, listen to a brand new episode of DC On Screen starting right the hell now. Welcome in to DC On Screen. I am your host, David C. Robertson. This is my co-host, Jason Goss. Hello. And uh, this is a news episode, and uh, it's going to be kind of a kind of a dense news episode. We're going to get a little spoilery on you. All right. Not so spoilery as you know. You know the rules. If it, that shit's come out, it's come out. Like the producers talking about it, we're going to talk about it. Right. Right. And Entertainment Weekly came out with the thing. We'll be talking about it all episode, almost. Yeah, almost that one's, all episode. I want to, I want to, I want to get way up in that one. Uh, so that's going to be for Batman vs Superman. But first, uh, <laughs> Christian Bale came out, and uh, <laughs> if you just stopped the, if you stopped the headline right there, I'd be like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Christian Bale came out and said he didn't. He feels like he didn't quite nail the role of Batman. He says, Batman, he's this very, very dark, messed up character. I found when I put on the suit, I went, I just feel like a bloody idiot if I don't use this as a means to kind of show his true monstrous self that he allows to come out in that moment. Okay, so him, blah, 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 all that stuff. That was because he felt like an idiot in the suit. Well, you didn't help yourself, buddy. No, 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 no. Um, no that's you. If, if you were fishtailing, buddy, you, you just flipped your car because no. you overcompensated. <laughs> No, here here's where I get this. And you know when he when he said like didn't quite nail it? Yeah. I um I actually did look into uh I looked briefly into the cheapest possible plaque I could have engraved that said understatement of the century to have shipped to him. Yeah. 
And then guess what he did? He comes, he blames Heath Ledger. He says, Heath turned up and just kind of completely ruined all my plans. I went, he's so much more interesting than me and what I'm doing. Well, you're not wrong there. (laughs) So far, so good, Bill. But you had a whole movie to be Batman before Heath Ledger ever turned up. Right. Why are you blaming Heath Ledger now? You're like doing it in this like, oh, I'm trying to be complimentary. No, sir. You have just, you have just passed over. And it was the um, territory. It's the complicult. Uh, you just this is as crazy as Adam West saying he wanted to make a movie about Batman retiring in New Mexico. Right to be his heart's desire, a rancher. A rancher. <laughs> um, we're not fucking around about any of that, kids. Go look it up. Which is that's funny not one because, of our fucking Argyle yeah. ambush bug rants. No, that's real shit. <laughs> Um, but what, like paraphrased, actually, paraphrased all he really said was like, yeah, I came to, you know, to work with like an idea and then Heath Ledger showed up and he was like all, you know, better than me. So it kind of, I don't know. I tried. Mm-hmm. Am I, is that, did I just do it right? Uh, sure. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Christian Bell also did say, a Valley uh, girl for an hour, scab, but whatever that he's looking forward to seeing Batman for Superman. He says that uh, they asked him what whose favorite Batman was beside himself, and he was like, "Well, I'm not going to say myself, but Adam West. Uh, but you know, it depends on what mood you're in. But he still loves watching Adam West. So, I'm actually 100 uh, percent on okay. that sentence. It depends on what mood you're in, but I still love watching Adam West. I got his back on that. All right, all right. Uh, over to Batman vs Superman. Get ready for this one, kids, because this is going to be a long segment. Batman vs Superman. Uh, Carla Gugino who played uh Kalor the or Keeler whatever it's called the little floaty uh robot right she's going to be mm-hmm. in Batman vs Superman she says you might hear her if you listen carefully so once again Zack Snyder taking Carla Gugino and making her only a voice that's <laughs> kind of odd oh well poor thing like, i'm like no she should have played wonder woman i <laughs> <laughs> okay she might be a little old for that but it's Carla Gugino we'll have to make um, do one more time yeah, uh, Amazon Echo and Amazon Fire with Echo, uh, F- Amazon Fire TV with Echo integration, uh, customers can apparently help solve the Wayne murders with a Batman vs Superman tie-in. Uh, it is a choose-your-own-adventure style game called the Wayne Investigation uh, that apparently uses the Echo's personal assistant Alexa to guide players through a murder mystery. Games reportedly last five to forty minutes. <laughs> Hey, yeah, they give wow. you a real gauging mechanism there and allow users <laughs> and allow users to make up to 37 decisions to determine the game's outcome. I, what cool, the, uh, I does it say like what the range of possible outcomes are? Like are, are some outcomes mm-hmm. like I didn't see anything like that. Bruce's parents are at his college graduation and he becomes a doctor too. And everyone's fucking awesome or no, no, no. You have to solve the Wayne murders. Oh, you do so actually. So, so they're not going to get a comic bookie on you, and like somehow you find out it wasn't them that was murdered or anything. Or you know, you find their corpses, and then there's a Lazarus pit. Right. That would be kind of cool, actually. Actually. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and then Batman like owes his uh, his entire existence to the League of Shadows from that point on because he he uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So um, news came down. Jenna Malone. Her mysterious character has been cut from Batman vs. Superman. Uh, Snyder says that she is definitely not Robin, and she's definitely not Batgirl, so... I take that, two biggest theories. 
Right. He says she will be uh, in the R-rated extended edition when it right. comes out on Blu-ray. Um, he's he also says that uh, Amon Green, the running back from the Green Bay Packers, he's in there. You ha- you Fletcher, must have written that down because there's no damn way you'd remember it. I absolutely wrote that down. <laughs> C.T. Fletcher, this bodybuilding dude, he's he's in it. Um, right. And he says there's a lot of Easter eggs. Um, <laughs> he says there's one giant one that he won't tell anyone uh, that speaks to what's going to go on in the greater Justice League universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you remember any? Did you see anything else that was in the uh, that was in the director's cut that they talked about? Because I did not. No, I didn't. I didn't. Okay. I uh, um, I, I remember the Amon Green and the Jenna Malone. Sl- mm-hmm. Whoever the fuck she is, you know what? I'm I'm thinking maybe maybe Ellen Yendel. Oh man, I commissioner that took over who was like all anti Batman. Yeah, in, uh, Dark Knight Returns. But she's so yeah. young for that. She's she just she is young for that. Way young for that. Um, well, she's not really like she's no. She looks too young for that. She looks too young. For Girls that. aging that's, well. That's what you mean. Yeah, that's what you mean. That's that's how I should express myself in that sense. But man, I I, I think don't... an older up. Yeah, I guess she can, but. I don't know. I, I really don't know. I gotta admit, I thought, you know, I, I was thinking, come on, it's gotta be Batgirl, right? With a, a side helping mm. of, eh, you might throw Robin at me. Yeah. Um, I mean, Batwoman, uh, Charles... maybe? Maybe she's uh, Kane? Hmm. I'll throw that out there in case it sticks. <laughs> uh, Charles Roven is saying, uh, there's not a lot of blood in our movies. The ratings board also judges their PG-13 and R ratings by what they consider to be a level of intensity and how much that intensity goes throughout the entire movie, which seems kind of dumb, honestly. Um, yeah, they, plenty... I wonder if they have like a, a chart with a gradient of scowls on them. Right. Um, there are some pretty intense scenes in Batman v Superman, and if they went on longer and had the same level of intensity, that might cause the ratings, ratings board to shift their rating. Okay, well, if they're grading on that level, then yeah, okay, I guess I understand that. I mean, yeah, I guess if if you're if you're thinking, man, this this fight's gone on for like four minutes, um, this is this is getting pretty intense. Yeah, that's one thing. Except in the case of a guy in an indestructible suit and a guy that's indestructible. Period. They can fight for fourteen hours. It doesn't make a damn. <laughs> um. In the Entertainment Weekly article that they released this week, uh, Ben Affleck said he's not ready for a solo Batman yet. He says it's in development, and right now I'm really focused on finishing Live by Night. Mm-hmm. That's where my focus is, and I tend to be a one-movie-at-a-time guy. So when I'm finished b- with this movie, I'll then focus on my next movie and figure out what that will be. So, well, there you go on on, on that. Some of, these, hey, I, some of these articles out there actually would seem to have Batman. Like he's already filmed like three of them. Right. Like, uh, no, some guys, of them are like he's down. already written the second one, and and no, I mean, he's 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 playing it slow, guys. Let me let me give you guys a tip. If you're floating around on the internet on Facebook or whatever, and some random person you have posted on your friends list or whatever, oh my God, look what they've done! And then you see like the link is moviepilot.com. Just ignore that. <laughs> Can I suggest in, in in particular ignore it if it's on your cell phone because their m.moviepilot.com <laughs> is weird and glitchy and will actually crash your browser if you happen to be a, an Android slash Firefox user like myself. Yeah, my Movie Pilot is essentially just a site where people who have no real damn clue about anything go and make up shit and throw clickbait titles on it. That's all it is. There's nothing. There's no news there. I mean, there's already so yeah. many like that. You might get a you might might get a valid theory, but just don't trust it. <laughs> I, I think the suggestion is at least get it corroborated before 
before you get you let your heart rate go up or down. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Find a second source. Yeah. Which is we generally used to work with a guy. Generally good news. Or good uh, good we, uh, advice on this. We used to work with a guy and I kind of wonder if he didn't read Movie Pilot. Because every time I talked to that dude, he would come up with some kind of weird shit. Like he'd be like, "Man, I heard that new Batman movie's going to be crazy. Like Batman's going to have like dicks for knees." <laughs> what what are you talking about? Yeah. No, that's going to have him flopping out of the costume and everything. I read it, man. I read it. Like, that's what his gauntlets it. are now. It's just more penises. Right. <laughs> I heard they're going to do the thing where, like, where, like, Martha Wayne is the Joker. I'm like, no, that's, that's well, that's the Flashpoint Paradox. But they're not <laughs> doing that right now. They're not. I don't know, man. It was crazy. That's what they said. I read it. I read it. It was online. They said it's official. I'm like, yeah. no, man. I, I follow this stuff religiously. No. It, 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 that's I, not true. I, I remember, I, I won't say his name just because why, but... Yeah. I think I know who you're talking about. <laughs> Although there are a couple of people that, that make the short list of, it might be him too. Um, but yeah, it, it's one of those people that I thought considered the Weekly World News a reliable source of information. Right. Like, really right. wonders what Bigfoot's up to and turns to that black and white for more information. Yeah. I swear I read it. I read it. No, he didn't. <laughs> was he spelling Reddit R-E-D-D-I-T by any chance? He was not. He was not. Because I could at least make sense out of it there. But No, no. Anyway, <laughs> can't trust them Reddits. Oh man! Uh, so there are details on the Flash cameo in Batman vs Superman. Uh, apparently, he's going to be delivering a cryptic message to Batman, mm-hmm. uh, which could be a warning in one of the uh, nightmare sequences. Which apparently Superman and Batman are going to have one each. Yeah, yeah, I heard so that. It might be and the Flash from the future. They're both, uh, and they they haven't given me the framing device for them, so I don't know if it's it, it could be the nice theory that that you liked, the Lila slash Harbinger theory, which I still oh. which would still just be so awesome. But um, oh man, I, I personally I got I really got to credit Bernardin on that one just because he's the first place I heard it. I'm sure it's been out there, but um, it it could still be that it could just be like weird dream sequences. Yeah. Seems like there has to been a, a, to be a catalyst of some kind since they're both going to have those moments. Or it could just right. be that the filmmaker, or Zack Snyder in this case, decided, yeah, we can get away with two dream sequences for each person. Yeah, yeah. We, we don't know, <laughs> and we don't know what the cryptic message is going to be. Uh, it's right. a cryptic message probably from the future, so it might be, don't cast me. <laughs> don't do the underwear on the outside. Now, how, how much would you love it if Ezra Miller pops on screen and says, should have been Gustin, and zooms off? I, mm. It would ruin the movie, but validate me in so many more ways. Um... Yeah, it would ruin the movie. But it, and we don't know if his popping on is going to actually be a part of a dream sequence, or if it's going to be a part of a a future, a, like a possible future. That that's something they haven't quite given us. You know what? I'm I'm gonna squeal with delight if he just runs up to Batman and goes multiverse. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's so many things, so many things that would thrill me and ruin me at the same time. But um, mm-hmm. have you seen the, what these these Batman versus Superman uh, opening gross predictions are? No, what are they? Well, you know, they Warner Brothers is releasing the movie everywhere on the same day, right? Uh, yeah. Okay, that means it's gonna be uh <laughs> on thirty thousand screens <laughs> on the same day. That's that's pretty impressive. In United Kingdom, Brazil, Japan, Russia, and China, uh, they're saying it's probably going to. Pro- they're they're projecting it to make three hundred, now uh, three hundred million worldwide. Do you mean thirty thousand screens? Period, or thirty thousand uh, just in those uh, nations you mentioned? 
I'm not sure because I know it's like 4,000 domestic locations. Okay. And it's going to be in uh, whatever MIAX is, 3D, 4DX. That's the one where like no, the thir- seats rumble back and forth. How much did you say? 30, uh, did you say 300 million is what they're estimating? Yeah, opening weekend that is for optimal. the world. All right, look, it just add some digits on this. 30 million means that you're selling your tickets for like, let's say, 10 bucks a pop, just to round mm-hmm. it out. And that also means you're going to have 100 asses in seats just during one viewing. Uh-huh. Um, so to get to... To get from the thirty million you're at there to the three hundred million, you just need ten viewings in that day, all at a hundred asses per seat or asses per theater. Mm-hmm. Um, that seems a little optimistic. A hundred people on every view, because uh, no, I mean, well, you know, that opening day, there's probably going to be what, yeah, fifteen, sixteen. I mean, the look, I, they're they're predicting it'll make you know anywhere from 120 to 150 million here opening weekend i don't doubt that one second though they're yeah they're predicting it'll gross around 200 million in overseas markets right so it's supposed to take at least 300 million worldwide opening weekend and hell if it hits 150 if it breaks 150 we're getting into top 10 territory and Mm -hmm. i don't see why this doesn't beat you know hunger games which, yeah. according to Box Office Mojo, are currently filling number slots 9 and 10. I mean, the slots 7 and 8 above it are Dark Knight Rises and Dark Knight. I, I don't see why it doesn't beat one of those films. For just a second, I thought you said filling slots 9 and 10, and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> What's happening? It's, OC, no, oh, slots. That's, uh, it's porn for OCD oh. people is what, what you just described. <laughs> it's a precise amount of thrusts per uh, segment. <laughs> Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. If it, uh, I kind of wish we did have a 40X theater. That's where, like, the, the you know, the seats kind of move, jostle about, and they actually throw scents into the air. Like, so you can smell what's <laughs> wow. happening on the screen and stuff, I guess. Like, Batman vs. Superman is going to be the first one, this is going to be the first movie shown in 40X in New York City. Nice. Um, so that's the one place you can go to escape the smells of New York City. <laughs> and what you're going to get for your change on that one is uh, you're going to show up to a theater, which is uh, uh, this is a, a movie whose title might know. as well be Machismo. So I yeah, guess you're just going to get male body odor for like two and a half hours. Yeah. Okay. So combined with whatever four hundred dollar an ounce scent Jesse Eisenberg will be wearing during it. If you are looking to escape the smells of New York City, I doubt going to see Batman vs Superman is going to help you because you're probably still going to smell like whatever whatever bag Ben Affleck and and uh, <laughs> Henry Cavill had in their costumes so they could piss. So right. already you're smelling urine. Right. You're smelling you get the smell of hot men in, and I mean hot like it's sweaty. And <laughs> well, both. Why can't it be both? In rubber costumes. Right. So body odor and the smell of falling buildings. So that's New York City all right yeah, there. Yeah, you're really selling me on this one so far. I um <laughs> can't wait to make that trek. Right? <laughs> Man, I, I do. I, I, I love watching a movie that I love in a screen that big, but I, I just mm-hmm. need the screen to be that big. I don't even need it to rumble. I don't. I just don't. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm okay with the format as it is. That third dimension even. I, I, I'm okay. No, thank you. Just no thank you. I mean, if I'm going to go watch a bad horror movie where a shark's going to jump out at me, eh, maybe. Okay. That could be Mm -hmm. fun. Mm -hmm. So, uh, also part of the Entertainment Weekly uh, harvest of news (laughs) and scoops. Mm -hmm. Um, Are we going to dig right into that now? 
Uh, Wonder Woman is going to be doing some recon to find out some of Lex's secrets. Apparently, Batman is going to be doing the same thing. Bruce is going to be doing the same thing. Right. Uh, you Meanwhile, know, Wonder Woman stuff is going to be a mystery at the end of the movie. Yeah. Apparently, Luther obviously has a dossier on both of them, though. And uh, apparently, a number of other metahumans, from what I understand. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, it says uh, when she finally wields a sword in her own in her golden lasso later in the film, Wonder Woman shows. She not only deals out punishment, she can take it, even after lying low for many decades. And they actually point out maybe that's an accidental metaphor now that she's finally being pulled off the shelf and put on screen. I did. Th- that, that, um, that was a cute line. It was. Yeah. It is insane uh, that this girl does not have a movie of her own by now. Yeah, it is. Uh, Jeff Johns points to her climatic battle with uh, Doomsday, a Kryptonian Frankenstein monster created by Luther from the remains of Michael Shannon's General Zod is one of his favorite character moments. He says, I love her in the movie. I love when she's hit by Doomsday and she turns around and smiles like she hasn't been in a fight like this is a long like this in a long, long time. He says she she clearly she missed it. I know. I giggled. That's exciting. I giggled. I'm sitting alone at home reading this article and I giggled when I read that. He also like giggled a child. while he called me. I was at work and he called me. And read me that and giggled when he's... <laughs> I couldn't... I, I Yeah, I went back for the double giggle. What up? Yeah. <laughs> double giggle. The double. <laughs> double guilty. <laughs> <laughs> I regret nothing. What was it? Double yes? <laughs> guilty. Um, so... That's, God, that's so I'm, fucking Wonder Woman, man. That that phrase, yeah. so fucking Wonder Woman. Uh, so apparently, like, um, bleh. So yeah, uh, they talk about the boy Wonder there, Robin, being killed in a previous story. They're not saying who he is. Mm-hmm. They specifically say nothing about the uh, the the witchness of the Robin. We we do not know mm-hmm. the name mm-hmm. of said Robin. This says uh, Batman is starting to wonder if he ever really saved anyone or just made things worse. He's projecting his own sense of failure, his own sense of disillusionment, his own cynicism onto Superman. Um, that's yes, please. I dug it. I dug it. I dug it so yeah. hard because when um, he's sitting there in the trailer saying if there's even a one percent chance that this this guy can you know then we have to take it as a real threat. You, absolutely, you, yeah. You feel like that's just a hard learned lesson from when he tried to do some good and there was one chance that like well, a one percent chance that what he was doing could end up way backfiring and it did. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he hasn't um, really seen anything like this before. I feel like he's the closest thing that he's seen to anything like this before in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, now, a lot of people are freaking out about this. Uh, they, in talking about Green Lantern, they say uh, Green Lantern is a credible, incredible character. He's actually multiple incredible characters. Um, Greg Silverman is talking here. He says there's real opportunity there. We didn't do a great job on that first Green Lantern movie, and he's not wrong. He's not playing it. He's not uh, sugarcoating it. Because the that Green Lantern movie wasn't terrible. It just wasn't great. Right. That was, it wasn't very good. Like, I, like, I don't even do think it's as bad as Deadpool Lantern. makes it sound. It's not, but Deadpool had to, you know, exaggerate. Oh, it was funny as all hell. It's, yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah. But, um, but listen to this, guys. He says, this is a character who deserves to be treated in the same way that Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman are being treated now which is with great <laughs> reverence. I guess I could say to the Green Lantern fans, if they can be patient with us, I think they'll be really happy. Um, he's saying that uh, we probably, we, like Charles Roven is saying that we might not see Green, uh, Hal Jordan, John Stewart, or any our incarnation of Green Lantern until Justice League Part 2, maybe. He says every beat of the movie is not yet worked out, so there's the possibility that he may or may not be in Justice League 2. 
for now, we felt that we were introducing enough characters that the best possible place we could put Green Lantern is is some uh, introduction in Justice League Two, or bar- barring that, a movie after. Right. Um, people are freaking out, thinking you know, yelling that Green Lantern's supposed to be a a, a a a founding member of the Justice League. Well, yeah, kind of, but so. I I mean, I get it, I get it, but he didn't mention Alan Scott anywhere in there, and if that's what you're saying, that needs to be your argument. Do you really want Alan Scott? So why would it be Alan Scott? He uh, wasn't in the Justice League. Founding member, well, Justice Society, but well, he was in Justice Society. They're two different groups. Well, I know, but once you get to Justice League, like you've got several people you can choose from, and I, don't be, man, I'll be honest, I like this approach yeah. way more. The fact that they're not mm-hmm. trying to like shove him in there and say like, no, he's right. got to be a founding member. Yeah, he could be or it couldn't be. Fucking, come on, man. How many versions well, of founding members have you seen a couple times? Especially when you got to New Fifty Two, which half of the stuff that they're pulling from these days seems like it feels new 52 ish. Right. And who cried when, you know, it was John Stewart instead of, uh, Hal Jordan in the first episode of justice league. I, I mean, who cares? I, I mean, at this point you're talking about green Lantern as an icon rather than a character. Right. No, like, Hal Jordan is a different character than John Stewart. And that's a different character than Kyle Rayner. Like I was that's watching, like when than, I was watching know, justice league proper, uh, when I was going through justice league and justice league unlimited, like I didn't actually, I knew there'd be a green lantern cause I just knew that, but mm-hmm. I, I didn't actually stop to look at which one. I saw John Stewart went, Oh, awesome. Fucking end of story. It could have been any one of any, honestly any one yeah. of them I've ever seen, and I would have gone, "Oh, cool," because he's right. I mean, there he, are multiple good characters that have had that ring on. And me personally, I was sitting there going, "Wait a minute, what happened to Kyle Rayner?" Because <laughs> Kyle Rayner was introduced in one episode of Superman the Animated Series, uh, and I knew yeah. it was going to be in the same continuity. Yeah, I know. But then I they know. explained it at some point, like a few episodes in, they actually take John goes to Oa and whatever, and they're hanging out with Kyle Rayner, who's still there for training, and I'm like, "Okay, cool." In, in, in a lot Explained. of versions, the, by Thank the time John Stewart's there, and um, <laughs> here, the, the version of the canon I'm familiar with is like, by the time John Stewart is Earth's Green Lantern, or this sector's Green Lantern, um, uh-huh. Rainer has already kind of gone through this whole Ion situation and has kind of retired almost on Oa as an, as a, as an honor guard. Isn't that what they call him? But um, he's not... Where is this? Uh, this is... Um, Ah, oh, fuck me. I, I'll have to find you the source and actually figure out what I'm what I'm doing with that. Because John that'll, Stewart that'll take happened to track down. John John Stewart happened a long time before Kyle Rayner did. Well, then I'm just way wrong about my canon. Yeah, I think you are. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look that up then. Like um, in the animated series, uh, Kyle Rayner happened, and they kind of threw a nod to Wait, Hal what? Jordan because he and he and uh, Sinestro fight on the Air Force base, and they see Jordan's plane. But um, but yeah, then he's in training on Oa when uh when John Stewart is uh goes to Oa in Justice League Unlimited, in the comic books, John Stewart has been around since the seventies. Kyle Rayner comes in in the nineties. Yep, it's a whole thing. No, you're just playing right about that. I'm uh, I'm remembering a different decade entirely. It's okay, man. It's a lot to, of stuff. Yeah, I had to look that up a little <laughs> bit just to get my my eyes on the word seventies. When you said seventies, went no, I'm fucking no. That's not that can't be right. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry. There's a lot of Green Lanterns, but um. Mm-hmm. I'm still gonna have to look up Honor Guard or whatever the hell the Owen Guard, Honor Guard, something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Like at some point, him and Guy Gardner pretty much retire to Oa for a minute and just kind of get the fuck out of the way of anything terrestrial. That wouldn't be surprising. I see. I've lost track of it more recently. You know, all, a lot more of the recent stuff than I do. As far as like where they where they are right now. Yeah, I'll have to look up what the fuck I'm talking about. I often have to do that. Um, in this case though, hell, man. I, I mean. 
the fact that he's going to be treated like I, that was another moment when I read that part of the article. It was another moment where I giggled just because he it, he said this is mm-hmm. a character that should be treated with uh, what did you say the word was? Oh, uh, what was it? It was something like reverence. Um, reverence, yes, that's that's it. Was it reverence? Reverence. Uh, just yeah. fuck yeah! Don't cheat me. Right. Um. See, uh, they say in the EW article, they also say another trick of assembling the films is to make sure casual moviegoers are kept oriented about the timeline. Um, so on the secret board in Snyder's office, Suicide Squad takes place after the events of Batman vs. Superman and the Wonder Woman movie, while largely set in 1918 during World War One, will be framed by present-day bookends that also take place after Batman vs. Superman. Meanwhile, Batman vs. Superman includes teases about what that upcoming movie will reveal about Batman, uh, about Wonder Woman's uh, past. It says the timeline on that board goes backward and forward. That's pretty phenomenal. Yeah, I like that. Um, so let me uh, let me make sure I'm taking away the right thing here. On uh, the Wonder Woman movie, what we're talking about is, uh, I don't want to condense into something so simple, but we're talking about maybe opening the movie up with a present-day situation, flashback mm-hmm. until mm-hmm. ending the movie with a present-day situation. I think maybe so, yeah. I mean, he bookends, um, and yeah, I think it'll 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 go back and forth. It'll there'll be like a real framing device with the present day, and it'll just kind of flash back and right, tell big right. chunks of the story, right? Which, which I'm good with. Uh, I I mean, Whatever. obviously, we raved about Deadpool, and it did nothing but exactly what you just described. Pretty much, yeah. It was they the first like half of that movie is just using the present day as a framing device to tell a story about the past. Mm-hmm. Which was, I think, gorgeously done in that case. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I have all the hope in the world they're going to do this here. I just, God, I'm mm-hmm. so excited about Wonder Woman, and I didn't know if I would be. I, you know, you know, I'm always so nervous because half the time you hear a Wonder Woman project is on in the works, it just it it gets slaughtered in pre-production. Um, it's yeah. I mean, yeah, the three times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems like it never it never quite makes it, and when it does, it I. It's nice to actually see this one make it through, and the fact that the fact that he's talking about her the way he is, the fact that he's describing like a a, a retired warrior who's kind of missed the fact that somebody's—it's been a minute since somebody hit her and she liked it. Like she missed the opportunity to hit somebody right. back. Yeah, I know. But she missed the opportunity to hit somebody back. Um, mm-hmm. And I think with somebody like Doomsday, it's probably a situation like she's Wonder Woman. It's been a long time since someone could hit her in a way that actually challenged her. It, you don't run into a lot of people like that if you're Wonder Woman. So yeah. if uh, if they're talking about her the right way, and I'm combining that with that fucking yell and that uh, that final trailer. God, man, that mm-hmm. yell sent tingles down my arms. I loved that yell. It didn't me, but I could just feel like that the goofy like eight year old smile on my face. <laughs> like, like yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. That's what she's supposed to sound like. I don't um, know. It. it it was an exciting, I don't know, this, this uh, like so many things in this article, it was actually a really exciting read. Like, I genuinely recommend mm-hmm. anyone goes and finds this damn thing. Yeah. Because it's... Um, I mean, it's on newsstands. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> it, it's one of the most uh, exciting pieces of journalism about this movie that I've read in a very long time. Which is well-timed, because yeah. at this point, I mean, tickets are on sale, suddenly this article drops, mm-hmm. hey, wouldn't you know it, right? Yeah, even, like, this article, even if, like, I go to the movie theater and... Damn it, the, the the special effects just aren't where I wanted them to be. Or damn it, the the color grading is a, is you know even more Man of Steel than it was before. 
I don't know. This is putting me at ease in a way and getting me excited in a way that I hadn't anticipated. Now, I know it's scary, guys. It's words. There are words on a page. I know reading is weird now. <laughs> we're ta- I mean, we're on a comic book-based podcast, but these people get it. I know. I that's what, I was kind of hoping they would. I know. They would laugh along with me. I know. Instead of feeling, you know, offended or sad. I mean, you know, if you're offended by the use of words, please take our advice and go find more of them. <laughs> they're not to be feared, I assure <laughs> they're, you. They're good things. <laughs> um, <laughs> but so I, Jeff Johns, after reading this, though, I got a little more excited about, no, I think they actually do have these characters. I think they actually have a good mm-hmm. idea of the people I like, the things I like about these characters. Maybe so, man. Maybe so. I hope so. <sighs> trying to, I'm just uh, clinging so to that. Jeff Johns is, uh, check out this, though. He says, it's all world building as, uh, world building as much as it is character building. Batman isn't just a character. He's a character within Gotham City with all the iconography behind him and the emotional underpinning of Bruce Wayne and the fight for justice, which is a pretty dark fight when it comes to Batman. And then you have Superman, on the other hand, who has a very different world he lives in and a very different way he operates and in a very different methodology to how he protects people and why he does it. He doesn't wear a mask. He really wants to be accepted because, quite honestly, I think as a kid he never felt accepted. He never felt like he was one of us. Holy crap. Thank you. Yep. That's Superman. Yep. I, I just... Uh, I, 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 I can't give you the number of times I giggled while I was reading this. No, this But that this was one here, of them. This... And by the way, do you not think that maybe, like, I think as a kid he never felt accepted. He never felt like he was one of us. That's one of the mm-hmm. things that, that's one of the reasons they're the world's finest. That's one of the reasons they're actual friends to me. Yeah. Is Bruce, in the best of circumstances, with both Wayne still still raising him, would never have mm-hmm. quite felt like one of the rest of the world because he was a privileged child, right. you know? Mm-hmm. They were, and, you know, as much as Clark got the down-home treatment as far as, like, and I've heard, I've read uh, versions of the story where, like, Pa Kent wouldn't let him use his super speed to do, like, farm chores. No, he wanted to teach him the, the work ethic of having to do, thing the way it, do things the way everyone else had to do. I liked mm-hmm. that tweak. I really did. And, yeah. the, like, they, as much as they were raised in different kind of environments, they never felt like other, like everybody else. Right. It's one of the things I want him to bond on. Yeah. <laughs> now, check this out, though. Um and I'm saying that to you, the audience, because Jason read this article to me. <laughs> I couldn't be bothered to read. I couldn't be bothered to read. You've read it now. Uh, I have now. I just um, got so damn excited. I called you and <laughs> and was like, I have to tell you about this. Now, I, I want to be purposeful in what I read here. This is Zack Snyder on Batman versus Superman. He says, it says, the director becomes animated as he reenacts their big knockdown drag out battle. He says, Superman doesn't have to be as much of a chess player as Batman, says Snyder. Superman has might on his side. But before the fists start flying, we see an armored Batman placing various traps in an abandoned stockyard, then walking along and driving a kryptonite spear into the ground. He paces it off, Snyder says. Then when he throws Superman, the spear is right there. So you're like, wait a minute, did he plan every bit? I'm just gonna. That's, I'm just gonna. That's Batman. I'm just gonna do what I did when I read that. <laughs> that's the sound I make when I'm making stupid child giggles. Mm-hmm. Um, 
It says, knowing every move was also Snyder's job as he plotted the next five years worth of DC movies that would expand from BVS. He says, I pitched it to the studio like, listen, the idea is that Batman exists within the universe of Superman. And I go, guys, here's the headline. Not just if Batman exists, guess what? Wonder Woman, the whole group, Snyder says. The Flash, Cyborg, Aquaman. He says the studio's reaction was, about time. Yes. Which is news to me, because I swear, like, we do not have that concept of the WB executives. That's that's not but how we, we think about them. But we have. We've get, been given the evidence of that this whole time, because, like, they were trying to get a, a George Miller uh, Justice League movie off the ground, and, you know, when uh, Chris, Chris Nolan was, like, bitching about it, he was unhappy about it, he was like, Aah. I don't want Justice League in my Batman movies because it's not realistic. (laughs) They're like, okay, we'll have a different guy playing Batman. No, (laughs) but it'll undercut what I'm doing and the realism of nothing being realistic in my movie. Idiot. Idiot. Yeah, (sighs) I, I know. Trust me, I feel you, man. And, and Warner Brothers was trying to get that shit together. Like they were trying to do like, there's a reason they put Superman Returns out. Like after Batman Begins, they were like, "Please let's let this work." And Superman Returns didn't do as well as they wanted it to. And then Christopher Nolan was like, "Yeah, but you know what did my Batman movie?" <laughs> so I don't want to do Justice League. Ugh. I've never I think been. They've been trying to get this crap together I'm for a sorry, while. Then they want. Then they did Green Lantern, hoping that it would spark a universe. Absolutely, Warner Brothers has been down for this the entire time, or the majority of the time. I just haven't believed the last been, few years. Uh, the thing is, in our, in our particular universe, like mine and yours, we don't. Uh-huh. We're so used to hearing no multiverse, no multiverse. Well, maybe multiverse, no crossover, no crossover. Well, crossover. Mm-hmm. It always feels like they're they're reticent about the idea. No, no, no. It sounds like they love the idea, but they want to change it. They don't like the comic book version of the idea, like which is kind of bullshit. Um. Yeah, absolutely. They're like, well, does he have to wear a green ring? Would you prefer well, a, a blue one? I, don't, I, I mean, yeah, blue, but blue focus groups say blue's better. Well, I love blue too, but it's not the goddamn Green Lantern ring. <laughs> Wasn't there like an indigo lantern? There were all kinds of fucking, pick a color. I can find you a fucking lantern, but this is the one we need. I mean, even, you know, going back to, what was it, uh, John Peters, who's like, does he have to, does Superman have to wear that faggy cape or something? I'm like, dude, oh God, he's yeah. Superman. Yeah. No, and no, John Peters eventually <laughs> decided, like, well, if he's got to wear that, that, that cape, I mean, I guess we can make it, co-. and he basically made Batman spawn. Like, yeah, he can, mm-hmm. like, use his cape to, like, rip people's heads off and stuff. Like, no, just, just fucking stop it, John. Just fucking stop everything, including your fucking heartbeat. Moving on. Yeah. The rage is strong with Jason. The rage guys. is strong. Right, go trust me. Go watch the. Uh, <laughs> what was the What was the name of that documentary? Oh, uh, which uh, I don't remember. It's the death and life of Superman, or whatever hmm. happened to the death and life. I don't know. Nah, I can find this real quick. Give me two seconds. Yeah, um, find it. Find it. Find it. The death of Superman lives. What happened? There you go. Yeah, the death of Superman lives. What happened? That man is crazy. There you go. That man is is, is he's a crazy man. Mm-hmm. I'll move on now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll put my rage back in its little corner. Let me see. I'm trying to be choosy about what I what I talk about here because it's such a long article. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I'm done with the article. What do you think? I don't know. It was. Um, there's a lot to it. Hell, even if we're not done, go read it. It's it's yeah. It's a little inspiring. It is like there was a, there's like such a, it's just such a long article. I don't want to have to go over the the, the entirety of it, but 
in case you do want to read it, but I think I, I picked out the juiciest bits. Yeah. I mean, hell, even like the, the first image on the damn thing is is uh, Snyder talking to them, and it, it really does, I'm not sure if they're just doing this, and I, I don't know where this is happening, because the stuff around them looks half like set design and half like shit that shouldn't be there, but mm-hmm. it it looks like they're they're having a discussion about the scene that, um, in, in every trailer, I think, so far, there's been the scene where... Um, Superman kind of rips the doors off the Batmobile, and Batman just right. kind of stands up. Mm-hmm. Which, oh God, that shot is a, a chills moment for me every single fucking time. But um, even that, it's one of the like behind the scenes photos of of just that. It's there's no part of this article that I, I, like I haven't talked about an article with anywhere near this much fervor. Mm-hmm. I, I think I chose my time wisely. <laughs> um, they also released they released a picture of uh, Batman with his foot with his boot on superman's throat like bat like superman's on the ground and batman's like standing on his throat right <laughs> that looked pretty badass honestly like it looked like super it looked like batman's like mask was all messed up it was like the armor <laughs> too so oh man i'm looking forward to this uh so apparently the the word around the water cooler is that suicide squad 2 is already being planned for 2017 that is the water cooler yeah yeah, and uh, also Margot Robbie is out there saying that before they uh, they, do, they shot Suicide Squad, they tried literally every iteration of the Harley Quinn costume. I saw that, including the original. Including, yeah, including the classic Jester, <clears throat> the Arkham versions, everything. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That was. Um, I mean, I, I, that's, that's a little bit of money spent on costume design, I guess, but it's not like you have to make a detailed costume just to kind of get the idea of how that feels. Mm-hmm. You can you can mid range it at least and still get a decent idea. I just yeah. I like the thoroughness though of having tried it, and I really want a picture of Margot Robbie in that costume. Nothing weird going on here. I just think it'll be awesome. <laughs> you think anyone would blame you if it was something weird, Jason? Not particularly, but I'm just you know I'm saying nothing weird going on. here. I mean, just think it'll be awesome. I, w- I would you know judge you, but. I'm an ass. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a judgy bastard. <sighs> so, big news dropped today, and I am very excited about this. The news had been, that, well, the, the scuttlebutt had been that, mm-hmm. not news per se, but scuttlebutt, scuttlebutt was that yeah. Commissioner Gordon uh, would be dead by the time Batman vs. Superman happened. Mm-hmm. Not so, apparently. It, uh Looks like J.K. Simmons has now been cast as Commissioner Gordon in Justice League. I am so excited about that. <laughs> I love J.K. Simmons. You should. You should love J.K. Simmons. He was he was General Eiling in Justice League, and he was. Uh, if you haven't seen Burn After Reading, oh, go do that. But um, of course, he's. Look at this way. I don't even like that movie that much, and I still, I still am thankful I watched it. Like that's because how good J.K. Simmons. Yeah, because he's that good. Brad Pitt's fucking hilarious, and because most of the Coen Brothers movies are like, even if you don't like them, it's probably worth watching. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. I never straight up you know askew them. It's just right. Uh, but J.K. Simmons, uh, as a lot of comic book fans know, he played uh, J. Jonah Jameson in the original Spider-Man trilogy that Sam Raimi did with uh, Tobey Maguire. Yep. I very much doubt he will be playing that kind of a character i remember him i remember him him having a very thin mustache for that role am i wrong he did he he looked like j jonah jameson from the comics he did he really did he did but Um, i having seen that if they put a thicker mustache on him yeah that could be gordon yeah yeah. i can and when he was general eiling on justice league they drew general eiling to just look like him (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, so, yeah. Now, the question for me will be uh, hair, really. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know what's going on with this hair. I have I have zero problems either way. I Like, I, if they make Commissioner Gordon bald, okay, whatever. I mean, fucking whatever. If they put a... That's what that's what stress does to you when you're the commissioner in, in Gotham. Damn straight. Have you ever, like, grab grab a look at any eight, eight term, or two year, or I'm sorry, two term, eight year president's uh, hair. Mm-hmm. Anyone, mm-hmm. anyone where there are color pictures to verify this, you mm-hmm. you age about thirty years during those eight years. Mm-hmm. I don't think do. uh, commissioner of like Gotham or even having worked your way up to be commissioner of Gotham in you know God twenty years would have any less effect. Right? Yeah. I mean, honestly, kind of hope they give him hair, but they didn't take away Jeremy Irons' hair when he became Malfred, so yeah, probably not. That's fine. I don't know what it is. If he's bald, what, what ifs? If he's got hair, ah, you know, okay. Yeah. This thing was know. filmed for IMAX. I doubt there's going to be like the Shatner toupee line anywhere. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so um, I got a little news on Sandman. Oh, I saw. Joseph Gordon-Levitt is gone. gone he, has, he has dipped. And apparently um, it's because they switched it from Warner Brothers to New Line. Mm-hmm. And... Um, he said that he just wasn't digging like the the creative direction. Like he was supposed to like you know star and direct probably, right? And, or produce or whatever. But he didn't like what the executive producers wanted and didn't really dig where it was going. And um, a bunch of people asked Neil Gaiman what he thought about it, and he was like, "Yeah, look, they own it, so whatever." But I mean. He liked Joseph Gordon-Levitt. He got to meet him. He's, he basically, what I have written down was Neil Gaiman unperturbed. I, I swear, <laughs> and tell me if I'm wrong about this. Tell me if I've just missed the news somewhere. But I, most of the time when you ask Neil Gaiman about something, uh, controversial at least, in, in, involving mm-hmm. one of his products, the answer is shrug. Right. <laughs> he said the important thing uh, uh, for Sandman is the you know, uh, 2,500 pages that he did. <laughs> <laughs> that's the important part uh way to go neil <laughs> i got no opinion on a movie that may or may not happen he said he met joseph gordon levitt he still thinks he's special and wonderful and loves the time he spent with him has no hard feelings toward him hey i just it i don't know if i've just missed a a, a nuance somewhere with gaming but every interview i've ever read he seems very laid back about these kinds of things mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. the the hollywood process is God, it's a it's a clusterfuck on a good day. So he it, it just doesn't let it get to him. It's yeah. a pretty well adjusted what, attitude most of the time. Yeah, what really gets me about gaming on any given in any given time, if you're taking if you're give, getting an interview from him, I mean, this is a guy that was friends with Hunter S. Thompson and Harlan Ellison, and uh, I'll be damned, he doesn't really have a bad word to say about either of them. And those are two guys that you would be hard pressed to find good words about sometimes. Yeah, I, I can defend so. Hunter. <laughs> not Harland, but I can defend Hunter. Oh, I can I can defend Harlan quicker than I can defend Hunter in a lot of instances. But that's right, so if they ever discussion. need to do a, a congressional subcommittee, we we will be happy to go to their defense. Um, I I doubt I would get the summons over Johnny Depp and Bill Murray to, to head to the defense mm-hmm. of Hunter S. Thompson. But um, yeah, but unfortunately, Hunter S. Thompson's son would probably a lot of weight would come from what he said and based on some of his memoirs. I mean, hey, look, Hunter S. Thompson, great, great, great writer. I understand he was a, on a ton of drugs. Uh, that There's no secret to that. Uh, but and just the, I mean, the hateful was... and abusive manner, the hateful and abusive manner uh, with which he um, interacted with his son is just, 
and grandchildren apparently yeah as well yeah that's not okay um, i don't know to what extent so. i could defend uh him as a family man I, I that would be a challenge that would be a real challenge yeah, yeah. let's just say i've read some articles and uh read some books and it, it is hard to read a uh to actually take a lot of great joy in in any hunter s thompson writing after some of the stuff i found out about the guy that's but, fair actually that's fair um because you know once you bring children into it i start getting a little oof. Yeah. Get a little touchy. Strangely, or not strangely, unfortunately. That is how things actually work, apparently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, on to TV news, I suppose. Oh my God, we're going to make it <laughs> TV news. <laughs> we are. <coughs> I've had a little internet outage today, guys, so uh, I wasn't sure I was going to get the TV news. Mm-hmm. But here we are. Thank you, 4G. <laughs> <laughs> I did not read the review, nor did I read the script, but powerless the Powerless pilot script has been reviewed, and reviewed well. Um, apparently it was a good thing. That's what I've heard. I gleaned that much. Um, there are apparently set pictures out from Powerless, and they <laughs> they have... It looks like they're, they're, they're filming an action sequence with what many believe are or is a crimson fox who is a french member of the justice league europe mm-hmm. <laughs> so deep tracks mm-hmm. guys just wow mm-hmm. and i wonder you know i wonder how much they're going like they just sent diane nelson just to go talk to the people at powerless like okay so you're a comedy so here are the people you definitely can't use and um here are all the people you can well they're like 300 names on this list and we don't recognize any of them exactly (laughs) (laughs) okay so you're getting it no i i think it's good for the tone of a comedy probably uh if and possibly good for the tone of the show because you don't want the show to be about Mm -hmm. which superhero am i going to see every week or which supervillain or anything right you want the show to be about the show it it sounds like it's going to be a it sounds like they're going to try to focus on a very small subset of people to, to actually do it. It it, mm-hmm. it does feel opposite so far. So you don't yeah. want every yes. episode you're not going to be turning in to see, like, who am I going to... What cameo am I going to get? How many people are they going to dress up? No, you, you're you going to mm-hmm. pull D and what'd you call Crimson Fox a Z-lister? I did. <laughs> I called Crimson Fox a Z-lister. Um, <laughs> I had to dust off neurons. <laughs> thoroughly like, oh yeah yeah i remember that i get it um but yeah you you i i think that's purposeful frankly uh, that they're going to pull in people that Probably, are yeah. so far so low on the totem pole that they can kind of make a joke out of them and who the hell is going to care i <laughs> I feel like we could probably uh, start a pool about how how soon it'll be before we see cra- uh, crazy quilt <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I look a very uh, Snyder just killed off of a pretty I don't know a, a pretty dark version of of him um, in the Endgame thing, mm-hmm. and I just don't you know I don't think that's gonna matter in the long run. He's still gonna be he's no. he's still he is who he is. Even in killing him off and giving him a little bit of legitimacy, he's still just a person who was obviously given some legitimacy. Yeah. He's still a character named Crazy He's Quilt. He's still a character named Crazy Quilt, yeah. I mean, it's just, what are you going to do about that? Mm. Anyway, jumping over to Arrow. <laughs> <laughs> you guys will remember, or maybe you won't. Maybe you're new to the program, in which case, welcome. Hi. Um, A couple of weeks ago, maybe last week, who knows, these weeks fly by. So, Anyway, we talked about uh, set picks <laughs> for Arrow that showed uh, Oliver and Felicity getting married. Well, 
Um, it looks like they've, they've released uh, an episode synopsis for that episode. And apparently Cupid is back in town running around killing people who are getting married. So Oliver and Felicity, it says, are, are well, putting on a fake wedding to Trapper. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Elicity fans. Mm-hmm. Now, knowing how on the nose these writers are, this might actually be one of those, you know, oh, well, I was looking forward to doing this in real life. Oh, bu- 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 bu. Let's just do the job, but it'll probably be like, I don't know, stoking embers. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe they'll do it for real because of this. Uh, no, and I remember in the uh, the promo for that episode, I remember seeing, uh, I, I swear I remember some a fight going down that looked like it was something chapelish. Mm. Um. So I guess the plan to lure her works. Uh, yeah, it's probably. But, I mean, you know it's gonna. Yeah, of course it will. But I'll give Guggenheim this. Um, he, he said it's not a possible future. It's not a dream sequence. And I think mm-hmm. he said a third thing. But saying it's oh, an it's out... It's not a good episode. <laughs> it's, but, it's not a good episode. But saying it's, it's not an outright no. trap uh, perpetrated by the characters to... Uh, to, to get Cupid is yeah he didn't say that so I have called Googs a dirty damn liar on a couple of occasions and uh, right this time he doesn't deserve it he doesn't he misled me he but doesn't. he didn't lie <laughs> there's a difference and I'll acknowledge it yeah so the only flash news I really saw this week was a synopsis for the Velocity episode and it is absolutely trajectory? nothing that we don't already know yeah not Velocity trajectory okay. what's wrong with me I don't know um at, well, there's so many things. I, I, um, I mean, <laughs> it's hard to keep track shit of. Shit happens, man. I fucking forgot what uh, damn decade John Stewart showed up in. You're you're in, you're small in this company <laughs> right now. Go for it, Ben. That's in good company, y'all. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> there's a synopsis. You're still not going to get trajectory. the giant fuck up of the week award. Go do what you do. Yeah, and uh, the other thing that was in there that we didn't already know is that the gang goes out for a night on the town, which is interrupted by a trajectory. Okay, cool. Everything else we already know. There's not a whole lot there. Still excited to tell to watch the episode because even a mundane episode of The Flash generally is better than every other show. Yeah, that we watch. It, so yeah, I mean that's just pre- personal preference. I'm sure there are some Gotham fans out there listening, going, you know, calling bullshit on that right now. And I'm like, I'm sorry, guys. I love grim dark shit as well, but <laughs> so far The Flash is killing it. They're like. Dude, there's there's something for everybody in the world. There is, and it is every it show is. we cover. I'm sure is someone's favorite show to some extent. Probably not Lucifer. You know what? If I'm going to throw somebody else in the fucking fire, probably not Lucifer. I'm... But <laughs> well, he would be the one you throw in the fire. I did that on purpose. <laughs> but yay, he. <laughs> but come on, Flash is ours, man. That's that's the one that just yeah. I get through watching that show and just I'm smiling most of the time. I'm just smiling. Mm-hmm. Ear to ear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, hey, you know, uh, I'm sure somebody out there is like, well, you guys need to have a co-host who has, like, a different favorite. Or No, this happened by accident. Sorry, guys. You're stuck with us. I'm sorry. <laughs> People will come and go. We'll have guests. And they'll have different opinions, I'm sure. Maybe. Sure. We'll probably have guests sometime. Eh, as a bet, I'd say we will. But. Me too. It You know, it's a numbers game. And we happen to be part of the Flash crowd. If we're picking a favorite. At the moment. That could change. I love all these children. I do too. I do too. In their own special it, ways. It could change. You know? Um, gosh. I mean. Sometimes I enjoyed the girl. hell out of Gotham and thought Arrow was a complete downer. And sometimes Arrow was fucking amazing and intense. And I look over at Gotham and go, what What hath you wrought? 
<laughs> Shit happens, man. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> and, and sadly, most of the time with Supergirl, I, I think I enjoyed myself. You can do more, though. It, it's always like a... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it always feels like I I I didn't dislike that episode. In fact, I liked it. I, I'll go so far as to say it was pretty damn good. You can do more right. with this, though. That's usually my criticism: is uh, take yourself more seriously. Yeah, and I think that that is perfect for my any issues I might have with Supergirl. They need to take themselves more seriously. Like you I mean, don't not, have to be not Gotham. per episode. They have a lot of like melodrama, but. I, mm-hmm. I would think as a season and as a series, dig in. Yeah, there needs to be a story. Right. Anyway, speaking of Supergirl, I'm very mm. excited because the March 21st episode is called Manhunter <laughs> and will give fans first real look at Hank and his backstory. Wait, March 21st? Yeah. Hold on. So uh, I'm not going to worry too much about waiting on that uh, on that Flash Supergirl crossover because the week before, I'm going to get a, a John Jones episode. Hell yeah! Oh, you're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. I've been thinking World's Finest was. Uh, I've been thinking Man- uh, World's Finest was that week, but yeah, fucking Manhunter. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, the Please. crossover World's Finest Please is going to be the 28th. Yeah, so. it will. It will. Yeah. And uh, over in Gotham, Lori Petty. Um, they've released a picture of her. She's going to be playing a character named Jerry, and she's dressed up like the Joker. And uh, she's going to be... I haven't seen that. How do I spell Lori Petty? Oh, never mind. I found it. L-O-R-I Petty, as you might... Alrighty. Jerry, mysteriously extroverted hostess of club where patrons are fans of art and murder. She's going to be helping young Bruce in his uh, quest to find his parents' killer. Uh, They're saying it may... She she may also be another step (laughs) in the backstory of the Joker. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm on the fence. I, let me put it this way: I have, uh, I do remember actually seeing these pictures now that I've now that I've seen, them, especially the grainy ass one. Um, the grainy ass. Oh, one. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> there is a, a high def version of the grainy ass thing I saw on my phone, but okay. I uh, can I have exactly zero expectations of that because that's that's my plan. That's fine. I that could be really really neat, and especially if he uh, if if she kind of takes on a Joker's daughter feel to her. That could mm-hmm. be kind of cool, but um. Yeah. Well, you know, based on her performances in things like you know, in masterpieces such as Tank Girl, I kind of don't want her anywhere on my Gotham for any long stretch of time. Hold on. Hold I on. know, I know, she's on Orange Is the New Black or whatever. I, I, and... I think I saw that, but I, I personally, and I, I apologize for how many people I'll offend. I don't like Orange Is the New Black. I don't either. Not, not what I've, I've seen, seen of it. Several episodes and couldn't get behind it. Um, I'll give her. Uh, I'll give her credit because if that's she on says, me. Blame me, and I'll take it. I'm sorry. I, I'll give her the credit for this of the new Point Break remake. She said, "Quote that's some stupid shit right there." <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's. She, she may have my heart now. Also, and I just I just realized because now I had to look it up. Um, she she was in a league of their own. I I I, I didn't recall. Yeah, her. yeah, she was. She uh, was. One, the owner of one of my favorite phrases and one of my father's favorite phrases. There's no crying in baseball. Mm-hmm. I I've always loved that one. So yeah, all right. She's got yeah. She's got my heart a little bit there. Ooh, several episodes of House. Didn't realize that. This mm-hmm. is me scrolling down IMDb. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> Ooh, I didn't catch this. Superman. Yeah, Superman the Animated Series, voice of Livewire. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Fuck, I we would have been remiss to forget about that. I'd forgotten about it, but yeah, I would have been remiss. I was remiss. I mean, shit. And as, as late as 1986, a Twilight Zone episode. I, come on. I, I, I can't hate on her. She was in any given Twilight, Twilight Zone episode. Mm-hmm. That's that's mm-hmm. a good thing. Look, I like uh, what's her face, uh, Laura Preppen as well. I liked her on that '70s show, but uh, I liked her in a couple of things I've seen. But uh, Orange of the New Black, man, the dialogue is just shit. I haven't seen anything. I haven't actually watched it. I think I actually just walked in while you and your fiance were walking, were watching it one day. And I went, uh, uh-uh. uh, moved away. No, I probably politely moved to the kitchen and uh, discussed that that was a bad show, right? Yeah, like we just, yeah, that was that was bad? Like you saw that too? Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I believe I walked through, kind of stopped and gave a look, and you noticed the look and walked <laughs> into the writer's room with me, and I went, that's bad. You're like, yeah. Yep. I know. Because that's how we did. Apologies to uh, Orange is the New Black viewers, but not digging it. Just not. Hey, I don't have to watch anything with bad dialogue unless it has a cape involved. <laughs> a cape, or as you've pointed out to me on several occasions when I've used that phrase, a cow, any kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. That said, what's up, Arrow? What up? I... <laughs> Domino masks included. <laughs> I'm looking at all y'all captains of exposition over there. A cape is a shorthand for us. Mm-hmm. I'm just making fun of Arrow for having bad dialogue. I don't I know. know. I don't know. What I you know. Um, <laughs> Me too. I don't want to. <laughs> it often does. There was, Although, you know, I, in, there was hell, a time on like, Arrow. I just got through on the on Legends of Tomorrow. I just finished bashing the dialogue on that one. So I don't. I don't know what to do, man. Yeah, I mean, hey, I, there was a time on Arrow when it wasn't like that. Things moved. Everyone, you know, spoke by like people. Or closer to people instead of speaking like exposition machines. Um, right. Those days are over now. I don't understand why. They're not completely over. That's overstating it. That's probably overstating it, but you know. You know, I know, I know, I know the place you're coming from. Um, it's a place of hurt. I know. And by the way, this is something that's confused the hell out of me. And for anyone who wants to, I, I, I swear, please, please tell us. I, I just there are people that think Arrow season two is the highlight and. I, and I'll say Dave as a we, think mm-hmm. that is the low point. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, the worst Arrow has ever been is season two. I mean, season three was a giant uptick for me. It was, and a lot of people out there saying that season three was way worse than season two. Yeah. And Apparently, I, mean, I don't get it, man. I don't I, get I, it. I know. Like, that, that's how fun humans are and how crazy the whole fucking world is, is black is white and white is black to a lot of people. I... I, I this is how we feel. I don't. I mean, I, I'm always okay with an, with another opinion. I would love to know if someone is, if someone's favorite season of Arrow was season two. I would like write us an entire diatribe about why that's the case. I will go back and watch it if it's compelling enough. I'll watch the entire damn season, and I've sworn never to do that mm-hmm. because my heart can't handle it. Because I'm going to get all Captain Lance on your ass if if that happens. But I I'll do it. If there are compelling enough reasons to do it, I'll go back and figure out, like, what did I miss? But I'd like to know what yeah. I missed, because there are enough people that disagree with me, like, disagree with us entirely about the subject matter that 
I want to know if it was me, if I just framed it incorrectly when I was perceiving it. I, uh, I'm curious. Yeah, I'm I'm curious myself. Uh, I've even considered going back and watching it, but then thought, no. Oh, I can't. <laughs> I can't. I need a push. I'm saying I need a push. Well, it, you know, it like Matt Carroll of the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast uh, has often said over the years that um, when I binge watch a show, I seem to like it a lot more than when I watch it from week to week. Okay. And that might be true to some degree. Like, maybe I do just like to, you know, zip through all the story and stuff. There are giant pacing differences between those two, uh, I guess, I methods. But I binge-watched Arrow Season 1 and then had to watch Season 2 week to week with you. Yeah. Um, and has yeah. have binge-watched. But, I, see, that's the thing, though. I binge-watched just Season 1. I watched everything else week to week, including Season 3 and Season 4, which I feel are better than Season 2. So... That's where but you're I saying, still, okay, yeah. the, the data is still accurate. I still thought season two was bad compared to three and yeah, four. Yeah. Yeah. But in like the first few episodes of The Flash, I was just like underwhelmed by I watched all of those week to week. And now this is my favorite show out of all of them. So, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Guys, help us out. Let us know why uh, Arrow season two sucked. <laughs> or was great. <laughs> or was no, great. why it was great. No, whatever, if anyone whatever. if anyone wants to just jump in the boat with us, go for it. But yeah, I whatever. I mean, I prefer you guys to agree with us because I mean, I want you guys to be right. But <laughs> importantly, I want to understand other people's viewpoints on this. So feel free to let us know if we're wrong or if you think we're wrong. Yeah, uh, um, yeah. Look, that that comes <laughs> like for me. That comes from a place of I can't. Uh, we, we we always get in. Uh, Usually, when we think about it too long, and when me or you were uh, talking about it for for a long time, we get to the point uh, mm-hmm. to the place where we're like, "Man, I can't believe we're even having this discussion. I can't believe we're talking about how someone was portrayed on live television in a fucking series." Mm-hmm. Like, we we eventually get to the point where we we think, "Oh my god, this is nerd heaven." Yeah, which and is this fine. Is part of, this is why that is fun to do. Like, I'm okay with a show and being not as good as it should be because it's always there's always going to be something. Yeah, that we can, there's, you know, even in season about. two, I swear we and I, I swear, go back and listen to our Arrow, uh, Arrow season two recap. We there's a lot that we liked, but it was just there's at least something that we liked, but it, it wasn't it wasn't the overall tone of it. I I got sick of being on that ship in the flashbacks. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and I remember pretty heartily getting being sick of. I'm sorry. I know everyone's going to be mad at me. I got really sick of Manu Bennett running around screaming about Shadow. I yeah, just did. I know. I got real tired of that. Um, and the other I mean, thing that I really remember very well. It became a well, do something about it kind of thing. And don't get me wrong. They ended the season yeah. by doing something about it. And that counts. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just, it's pacing. It's it's but, always you know, going to be pacing. Because that's how anything works. I hated Brother Blood. I hate that actor. I can't stand to look at him. I can't. <laughs> it's one of those chemical reactions that Jason talks about. His chemical reaction, whenever I see his face, I'm just Undefinable, like, a, unjustifiable. Hate. I see him, and I'm like, that's not a person. <laughs> that's. that's nope. Humans aren't supposed to look like that. Nope. I don't know. <laughs> that's a doppelganger. That's a, that's a, that's a Stepford, Stepford husband, no, I guess, in this case. No, I, you know what? I think it actually might be the opposite way. Like, Brother Blood was so boring to me that now, whenever I see that guy, I just have a chemical reaction against him. Had you met him before then? <laughs> No, I've never seen him before. Oh, okay. See, I'd seen him in True Blood like uh, okay. before that, and he did a really good job. Yeah, I didn't Blood, like uh, I didn't like what he did with his character, but he did a good job. Right. 
Um, I never said he didn't do a good job, but Brother Blood as a character was un- was boring. It's like, oh, now I'm going to have another meeting with Laurel. Oh, now we're going to start dating, and she doesn't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's tiresome. It's tiresome. Now I'm going to run for, uh, was it Alderman? <laughs> was, I thought it was Mayor. Was it Mayor? Because didn't they do the whole thing where they called him Mayor Blood? Oh, maybe. Shit. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, yeah, he. I thought he won the, the mayoral... This whole show is about mayors. What the hell is wrong with Arrow? No one anyway. will run the city. The entire no show one. right now should be about who the hell is running this damn city. So anyway. Like, there's no one's picking up garbage. No one's, like, the only one who's picking up garbage is Quentin trying to see if anyone left any liquor in no, a bottle. The, yeah, the, 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 true, um. the true heroes of this show at this point are the civil servants. Dutifully doing right. their job, hoping that people will get their shit together. Because right. A, they might get killed for any given reason, especially if you right. work at a waterworks installment of any kind. Because uh-huh. God knows someone's going to want to poison the water at some point. Or, <laughs> hell, if, even if you work at the, the garbage. Water hole. Right. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a risk. Those are the heroes. Those are right now the heroes of Star City 2016. Right. Um. Yeah, like the other big thing that I just I keep remembering about season two, oh my gosh, the the Mirakuru bullshit with uh with Roy, I remember that now. That was awful. I got tired of that real quick. Um, I did. But like this the only thing I liked army, was the uh, the only thing I liked about the Mirakuru with Roy thing was the aftermath where he was still giving money to the the, the family of the cop. That was cool. Yeah, that was season three though. I know, <laughs> but that's kind of my point. But, you know, like the last, like, two or three episodes, they like, okay, we're finally going to show you this massive army that Deathstroke has built up. And it's, like, 12 dudes. Right. Right. <laughs> and apparently the, the 12 dudes, we were clearly meant to believe that there were, like, way more. Little tip, guys, don't shoot all 12 guys in a tiny enclosed area and then try to act like they're all over the city. Like, no, right. we saw. We saw. We saw. Digitally do like some other guys. Just rinse and repeat. Also, hopefully, the same you know, 12 scary producer. guys can come clean out the entire police station, I guess, except they can't kill the one guy in charge of the police station. Right. Because <laughs> Lance, heart condition and all, I suppose, mm-hmm. walked out of there just fine. Right. Hopefully, there's some producer sitting over here, over, somewhere, like listening to our, our commentary, and, and as Mr. Meesix would say, going, Ooh, can do! <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know what that is rick and morty go check that out right it's a brilliant show um <laughs> God, it, it is it's a brilliant show um you won't hear us bitching about that that show like we do some of these but yeah i don't know season two like if you guys please write in tell us what was so great about season two maybe we'll agree maybe we won't maybe we'll we'll turn ourselves around because by god we do that sometimes dude there are very few things like in the face of evidence I mm-hmm. I always cal. Always. If you give me enough mm-hmm. evidence against something, I mean, there are just so few things in my life that I, I just right. will say, no, I don't care. I don't care what you show me. And my opinions about these shows don't fall into that group of the, the so mm-hmm. few things. I, mm-hmm. you, you tell me what I missed, and I'll, I'll go back and look. Right. My hope for this show is that we can... We can, you know, really form a community here. If you guys have an issue with something we've said, like, let us know. And, uh, hey, you know, I want to like the show more. Sure. I want to remember season two more fondly. It's kind of difficult right now. I'm remembering a lot of bad things. Right. Help. <laughs> Help. 
Yeah. Help. Yeah, I understand. I really do. <laughs> um, <laughs> as, I, I don't have any more news. I was, I was about I'm, to ask, I'm, like, I'm, how are we doing on news there? Did we just get sidetracked with Arrow? Or? No, no, I'm done. I'm done. I didn't you see... Know, um, like I, 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 I I'd go I'm... into a little fan feedback, but we don't really have much or any really i mean yeah. we talked like, i talked about one. like most yeah it's been a light week on uh on fan feedback so yeah i'm just kind of here that's why we're saying please tell us what was wrong with season or <laughs> what was good about season two of arrow <laughs> inciting more although i can i tell you one thing about news that i ran across sure um did i miss something no god no no it was just it was one one version of a headline okay was um there's supposed to be something in, in BBS that um, uh-huh. is going to be kind of a the quote has been fans will have to have to debate whether it was you know blah 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 and that's supposed to be the idea and I, I I'm sure it's the you know I'm sure it's the fucking paratroopers not paratroopers anyway I I'm sure it's the uh, parademons I I'm sure it's the that nightmare scene. sequences yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure that's what's happening and okay and you know we'll have to debate like oh I don't know if this was real and will we. Uh, according we? according to some quotations. <laughs> according to, to clickbait. No, uh, the the actual. Hold on, let me let me find you the quote. Was it? Um, hey, sure it was, wasn't it? It was. It was. What was it, Snyder? I think it was Snyder. Um, fans will have to. Yeah, fans will have to debate whether it was really a dream. Okay, fine. That's fine. Mm-hmm. And the reason I don't have a problem with this is because your we know it's part of a canon, and we know there's more information coming. So that doesn't mm-hmm. bother me. But I, I swear, just looking at one of the headlines this week, I, I saw Batman v Superman will have an Inception-esque scene. Ugh. And my heart sank and my brain ran wild with <laughs> just anger and fury and rage and confusion. I I, I don't like that kind of ending. I, I never have. I, I don't know that I will at any given point. I, I want, as part of a narrative, I want something to have a beginning, a, a premise, a conflict, and a resolution. Mm-hmm. that's what I want out of a movie. I want you to tell me a story, and a story has a resolution. So mm-hmm. leaving it up to, leaving parts of things up to the viewer, awesome. And that there's a lot of subtlety and nuance, and that's that's amazing. That's good storytelling sometimes. Mm-hmm. But leaving, like, the gigantic fucking flopping dick on the table of, did the movie ever happen? Dude, fuck yourself. <laughs> Take that giant flopping, um. flopping dick and shove it somewhere. I, I don't. No, that, I'm not. I'm not interested in that one. And yeah. I, I again, I'm part of a percentage. There are other people that like that movie ending more, or that TV ending more, or something. And fine, but no, I, w- I want you to tell me the story. So I, I wasn't. There was about two and a half seconds where I freaked out and went, <gasps> "No!" And then thought about it for a second and went, "Okay, no, no, no. This is happening as part of a timeline. Right. This will be resolved. Just hang in there, buddy." Entire internal dialogue for Jason. We will all be so much better off when everyone gets it out of their system and stops putting any kind of Christopher Nolan bullshit onto any of these movies. I generally do. I know Christopher Nolan did the Batman movies. I know he did Inception. I know this is a Batman. There's a dream in a Batman movie. Okay. That doesn't mean it's an Inception thing. No. No. Go away. Go away, Christopher Nolan. Was it him or Goyer that did Memento? Memento. Um, I think Memento was him and his brother, uh, Jonathan Goyer, which Jonathan actually did write some of one of the Batman movies, I think. Oh, God. I think a couple, actually. Yeah. 
So, but I, I know they, I know both of them were involved movies, at least in the process. I can't yeah. remember to what extent, what, who got credits for what, but uh, yeah, I don't think Goyer did Memento, but yeah, was that a Nolan thing? I don't. Hmm. <laughs> was what a Nolan thing? Hold on. Yeah. Memento? No, I'm I'm curious about something. Hold on, give me give me two seconds. Yeah. Two seconds is all it'll take. And now we shall allot Jason two seconds for mystery content mm-hmm. for discovering that it was in fact Christopher and writers. Yeah, uh, Jonathan and Christopher Nolan. Um, yeah, I just On memento. Yeah, and I consider. Yeah, I I swear out of the Nolan canon. Um, man, I, I was, like, uh, memento was, it was based on a short story. It was based on a short story that Jonathan wrote. Sure, that's fine. I, I I didn't I didn't I really didn't mind that story. I even liked the Prestige. I I I kind of enjoyed the movie. Um, I never saw it and probably am not going to see it based on how many Christopher Nolan movies I have disliked. That's fine. I, I at this point, post Dark Knight Rises, I got nothing. I can't I can't mm-hmm. I can't send you one way or the other. But I did. I actually liked um Okay, Memento, Prestige, I, I, I did enjoy. Dark Knight, yeah, I, I enjoyed the fuck out of that movie. Mm-hmm. But the shit got weird on me. And if Interstellar really... was was better than than I've heard, please please tell me. But I I haven't gotten around to seeing it. I, don't, I was, I, I was I about to time. say I really wanted to see Interstellar until you know I started noticing all these like jokes online about bookcases and stuff, and then it turned out that there was there's some kind of weird very Inception ending. Like what the hell did that mean ending on Interstellar? And I was like, I'm out, guys. I'm yep. out. I got nothing else. Uh, if you want me to see a movie, don't tell me that Christopher Nolan had anything to do with it. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah. I, I it, it if anyone had problems with our um the, the the Nolan trilogy reviews, I I just that's a huge part of the root of it. We we don't like his approach to filmmaking in general or to hell to writing in general. Uh, um mm-hmm. the, like the fact that he's willing to leave a, an ending open like that. Like even in The Dark Knight Rises, I have no reason to think that just Alfred didn't, you know, decide to be delusional. Yeah. And having watched the rest of his films, I don't know that the film has a fucking ending. My favorite version of the of the uh, my favorite version in my head of Dark Knight Rises ending mm-hmm. is that <laughs> Alfred was delusional. Bruce is not alive, even though Christopher Nolan says he is. Sure. Nope, he's not. He died. And about fifteen minutes into Joseph Gordon Levitt, who's had no training at, whatsoever. Sure. About fifteen minutes into him putting on the Batman suit, in fact, mm-hmm. in the middle of trying to put in on, put on the Batman suit, he actually accidentally stabs himself and dies with a gauntlet. <laughs> he just wanted to clumsily fuck up the act of <laughs> putting on the suit, bleed out in the middle of that cave, <laughs> and call it a day. <laughs> yeah, and as he's bleeding out into that waterfall, he he ekes out a meager, but he gave me the look. Like I, I swear the the most interesting <laughs> version I can think of is uh, Alfred comes back because he gets some sort of sensor on a watch some damn where while he's at I guess an Italian cafe that he and Bruce had a previous cognition about. Yeah, flies back immediately, tries to help him get the suit on, gets some cuts on his face, um, realizes the entire thing's been a goddamn joke, and becomes like the Joker's grandfather. At this point, um, uh, this this uh, Gordon Levitt's character decides that he can't even put on the costume. Surely he's not fit to uh, to actually, you know, stand behind the cowl, and decides that he'll take on a lesser costume. Becomes Nightwing, 
and I suppose immediately impales himself on uh, on the rods, on the yeah, you know, on the actual sticks. Mm-hmm. I'm betting on clumsiness at this point. Right after Dark Knight Rises came out, the internet was all lit up, all afire over. Oh, they're gonna do Justice League, and they're gonna put they're gonna put Joseph Gordon-Levitt in as Batman, and he's um like on what basis? There's nothing. How is he gonna be There's in a nothing. Justice League? He has no training. He's, of course, he, in a Nolan universe, that would fly because Nolan. But <laughs> I mean, I, I'll give him this: like Batman went through extensive training before he became like he was. He was yeah. an assassin, a, a proper League yeah. of Assassin, and and apparently a great one. I'll give him the the training aspect, but come on, yeah. GJL, hey, he's got nothing. Yeah, I mean, Bruce went through several years. In of my particular county, it takes about, about eight a year weeks a to be a cop. Mm-hmm. There's an eight week boot camp. That's it. That's not enough to be Batman. Nope. Just nope. Anyway. <laughs> I think we've given them ample reasons as to why we hate <laughs> The Dark Knight Rises or whatever it was called. Whatever that crap <laughs> was, was called. Damn movie that's ruined, forever ruined the, the uh, initials TDKR. You type that into Google, all you get is Dark Knight Rises crap. Right. That's the, you gotta, the salient point for me is, no, you should yeah. not have replaced that title. Right. <clears throat> Yeah. I, I I said this on one of the episodes. I'm gonna go back and read that just like next week. I'm I'm still finishing Kingdom Come because yeah, it's bedtime reading. You know, you got 15 pages, 20 pages or so before you fall asleep once you head to bed. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that one's next. Oh, I don't read before I go to bed. It makes you get up and write. <laughs> I can't have that kind of stimulus. I've got to <laughs> stimulation. I got to turn out all the lights. Uh... I, I only yeah. can with things I've already read before, and these qualify. So, no, nah, I can't do it. Just can't do it. Even on stuff I've already read before, I've tried. I'm looking at you, Vonnegut. <laughs> can't do it. I understand. I, I'm kind of yeah. I do. If I had a copy of like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy right now, I don't know if I'd be asleep. Oh yeah. In the next couple of hours. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we're done here for another week. I believe we are. Okay, guys. Well, we're going to call it. We love you. Keep writing us stuff. And we're going to, dude, we're going to keep drawing those pictures and posting them on Facebook and all that stuff. DC on screen on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, DC, DC, dot com is the website where you can find every episode and even some video. We've got a video up. Um, <laughs> got to help us all. I know. There's even footage. There's even footage of me making fun of action figures in a Toys R Us. There you go. <laughs> surely He's got graphics and everything. Surely no one, uh, no one can condemn that. Right. Well, they could, but they'd be wrong. <laughs> I think we've covered that angle. Wrong. Sorry. <laughs> we are on iTunes and Stitcher. If you'd like a similar podcast about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Go check out our friends Matt Carroll and Jeff Randall, mcucast.com. Uh, they're they're with you guys every week for all your Marvel needs. <laughs> I don't know why, but that sounds dirty. We're a part of the Giant Size <laughs> Team Up Network. The Marvel needs are PG-13 cleared, man. <laughs> Aren't those PG-13 movies? I think any, yeah, sure, but I think anything with needs, <laughs> any kind of needs, sure. sounds dirty somehow. Sure, I don't know. Get all your Marvel needs here all your marvel needs oh man i want to i want a reboot of the red shoe diaries with uh wentworth miller narrating <laughs> <laughs> it would I, I i listened to a lot of audiobooks and it would 
God, it would at least double the length of the audiobooks that I listen to. Mm-hmm. But I would take Wentworth Miller <laughs> narrating them in a fucking heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Well, he says a lot of words really quickly, and then that last couple of words real slowly. So I think it'll equal out. It'd be like, once upon a time. Yeah, it always sounds like, and I'm, I'm going to make a fake sentence here. <laughs> the man in black rode across the desert. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know. Um, I fucking gotta love how he talks, though. Gunslinger follow. I could deal with that. Nah, I love it. I fucking love it. (laughs) All right, guys. We're out of here. Until next week, we do all the reviews and all the things and more news. Keep some DC on your screen. Spring forward at Banana Republic Factory with 50 to 70% off everything. Shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Enjoy 50 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Shop tees from $6.99 and joggers from $24.99. Plus extra 15% off online. Exclusions apply. Shop the sale through April 6th. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl and a foul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.